0: Cybersecurity expert. Oh, I just want to. There's something else. I just want to repeat this from uh, QZ or QZ.com. I said it earlier. And this is how many times. And uh, we'll include your calls. Uh, may have time for a few calls at uh, 888-225-8255 or four one six eight seven zero six four hundred. Your thoughts on this? Um, this is how many times that Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Apple were asked for user data. They received requests for user data from U.S. law enforcement. Facebook, this is 2000, January to two, June 2015. Facebook, 17,577 requests. They complied 80% of the time. Google, 12,002 requests. They complied 78% of the time. Microsoft, 5,940 requests. And they complied 66% of the time. And Apple received 971 requests. And they complied. 81% of the time, already, already. Now, they may not be exactly the same situation, but it is what it is. is gotta hate cliches. Scott Schober is the president and CEO of Berkeley Veritronics Systems. He's a cybersecurity expert. He oversees development of mobile phone detection tools, and he speaks internationally on cybersecurity corporate espionage, and he's the author of Hacked Again, and he's been on this program on a number of occasions when we've talked about cybersecurity issues. This one's very different. Scott, where do you stand on this? And thank you for making time.
1: Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me on there, Roy. This is an extremely difficult one, but if you dig into it and look more than just what all the rhetoric is that the politicians and everybody else says, This is clearly not the case about one iPhone that a terrorist used. This is really about the government and an overreach here from my perspective, because if you look at the language and analyze it, the FBI could have specifically come to Apple with a court order stating that they must brute force the, the pin on the phone and deliver the contents. That's how they've done it in the past, and Apple has complied, many, many times with it, and that allows Apple to keep its trade secrets and its intellectual property and not have hackers attack such a secure platform. But what what they did this time is slightly different. If you read through the fine writing there, the FBI was kind of clever. They really asked Apple to develop an instrument, which is really developing a forensics tool to perform the brute force. When when they go to that level, Apple has to spend a significant amount of money, investment, know-how, and share that with law enforcement agencies and other forensics groups and third parties. So basically, it's not a simple case of, here is the data. We did a snapshot of what the data is in the phone, as they'd asked for in the past. What they kind of cleverly did and got approval on it through the courts is develop a tool that will allow us to do it oh and we won't use it and we'll only do it for this one phone they claim i see right through it it opens up a huge huge problem
0: as far as whose hands does this eventually get into so when so when we have apple may maintain custody from the government mm -hmm. of the software destroy it after its purpose so they they don't let it out of their hands and they destroy it when it's over under the order, until the under the order has been served, refuse to disseminate it outside of Apple, and make it clear to the world that it does not apply to other devices or users without lawful court orders. Does that not change the equation, Scott? And when we, if that iPhone, and it wasn't his iPhone, it belonged to his employer. So maybe mm-hmm. the employer should be the one who makes the final decision, well, at well, least about the, the application. That's uh, what they say the, at a if, higher level. But reality they, well, is, let me that's just finish. If asking. there, let me finish. If there is information on that phone, mm-hmm. <clears throat> pardon me, that may indicate, have um, point arrows point toward another about to take place or soon to place take place terrorist attack, isn't it just fundamental that we would have to know, have the right to know what that is?
1: Um, I, I think that's taking a, a strong stance looking at it one way. In my opinion, that iPhone 5C First of all, they did get information of it prior from backups to the cloud. So they had information from that phone. Not all of the information, certainly. That's what they're looking to do. Right. But there was a series of other phones in this terrorist attack burner phones. They were destroyed. That probably had most of the important communication. And they're looking for a
0: high drive as well.
1: It, it, exactly, exactly. So I, I think it has to be taken into balance and proportion there. Do I think there's anything valuable on that iPhone 5C? Probably not. If so, very little
0: information. But can we take the chance? Is it a question now of privacy? I guess the fundamental question is, is it privacy versus security?
1: I I look at it this way. Or safety. It's a bigger question. What if you allowed hackers, China, Russia, and other terrorists to have access to phones that are not encrypted? That would cause far more devastation, far more terrorist attacks on people in Canada, in the United States abroad, than this one single instance where...
0: But how does that, and, and explain to me, how does that relate to this particular iPhone and this issue?
1: Well, it's, it's again, it's setting a precedent. If they, if they take one step and give in here, it not only opens the door, every single law enforcement agency will be standing at Apple's doors saying, I've got hundreds of phones that I need you to unencrypt.
0: What do you make of the compliance record, the the compliance percentages that I mentioned from this uh, QZ website? Facebook complying 80% of the time already. Google complying 78%. Apple complying
1: 81%. So the
0: precedent's been set.
1: it, it It has been, but to a different form. In the past, they would bring a phone to Apple and would ask for the information here they're not doing something very different they're saying apple develop an instrument develop specific modified software to hack your own phone and if we all knew it was a guarantee it would never get in anyone else's hands it i agree it probably would not be a problem i do not believe that you could trust that it would not get into anyone else's hands and in fact if you look at the court order and the specific legalese that's put in there it requires that it goes to third parties and does get certified. It, it says everything opposite of that. It only goes in one hand and can be destroyed. So it, it kind of contradicts itself. What they're asking for is not what the public is hearing. It's very misleading, I feel.
0: What I find, final point here, what, what I find surprising is that it wasn't all just done privately and quietly.
1: I am surprised, too. You make an excellent point there. It probably could have been quietly handled. Did Apple have something to do with that, to, to maybe raise the bar about public awareness? Because this is an ongoing battle. I mean, Apple has been working, I think, almost the beginning of January, providing tips and other things that they could do to get this information off the phone. It's not that they, they stonewalled the FBI and said, we're not working with you. That, that's far from the case. Right. But it's now, now it's the lines drawn in the sand and say, hey, now you're asking for something above and beyond what is reasonable. And that's where it causes a lot of problems. In fact, we're going to start to see a lot of controversy, and people are are actually protesting this starting on Tuesday, over 30 cities alone, standing up for Apple to take this on. It's going to be a battle that's going to continue to go on for some time.
0: More to come, Scott. No question, more to come. Thank you so much for the time.
1: Thank you, Roy.
0: Scott Schober from Berkeley Veritronic Systems. He's the CEO and president there, cybersecurity expert, and his book is hacked again. Let me get one call on quickly here. We have about 45 seconds. Dan in Toronto.
1: Hey, Roy. Quickly, uh, you mentioned Mark Cuban. Uh, sadly, I think, first of all, I'm all for privacy, but I think it's going to have to take um, a nuclear bomb going off and 80 to 100,000 people dying, and then they'll they'll wake up and realize the importance of it. Sadly,
0: that's what's going to have to happen. Let's hope that never happens. Thank you very much for the call, Dan. There is a tremendous amount of concern about weapons of mass destruction and terrorist organizations because that is their objective, and they've made it very clear. When we come back, it's the South Carolina primary for the GOP, and it's the Nevada caucuses for the Democrats. We're going to find out from an American pollster from Doug Kaplan at Gravis Marketing what they expect will happen today. Stay with us.